Many strange creatures call the bayou home, but few match the incredibly voracious appetite and broad range of choice in menu as the gremlin. Eating is so integral to its ecology that the English word for food and moving translate into the same term in their primitive language, and those gremlins that have learned to communicate with humans demonstrate a disturbing lack of interest in understanding the difference when it is explained to them. Gremlins reproduce at an alarming rate as well, most likely the reason for their insatiable appetites. Litters of 20 or more gremlin pups are not unheard of, and until recently, only their primary predator, the wild pigs that also call the bayou home, have kept their population to manageable numbers while the gremlins hunt the pigs in return. This life cycle has changed with the breach's reopening. Humans have kindled a curiosity as more than just another food source in the gremlins. They have been sighted collecting human objects and artifacts, from alcohol to firearms, even learning bits of the human's language as well. Gremlins have more recently begun mimicking human society, albeit poorly, constructing larger settlements and organizing crude leadership hierarchies. Most troubling are the inroads made in domesticating pigs. Without the pigs to keep their numbers low, the gremlins will eventually present a serious problem for Malifaux's other sentient creatures. Although they appear to the outsider as disorganized vermin, gremlins are fierce combatants when riled into action. They overwhelm their opponent with sheer numbers and ferocity, unconcerned with the casualties they sometimes inflict on their own numbers. They are even more formidable now that they have rudimentary understanding of firearms and have begun to introduce their pigs into the fray, sometimes riding atop them against their foes. Gremlins are equal parts mischievous and curious creatures when it comes to interacting with humans. For the most part, they avoid humankind despite their attraction to the shinies humans bring to Malifaux. Sharing summer teeth Jones infatuation with all things human, the Lacroix Kin's unhealthy attraction to human shinies has escalated to new levels. Their leader, Ophelia, has her family conducting frequent raids on humans near the bayou in search of more. These raids have drawn the attention of the Ortega family whose compound is not far from the bayou's edge. The Ortegas patrol the area between Latigo and the bayou, with orders to shoot gremlins on sight. A recent reversal of fortune Ophelia is none too happy with. She has watched the Ortega's leader, the woman with that low hat and lightning-fast pistola, and decided the best way to fight the humans is to copy their methods. She reasons that if the woman in the fancy hat can put the gremlins to rout, then her fancy hat should help the gremlins and do the same to the humans. As the leader of the largest gremlin family, Ophelia's ambition knows no bounds. Until the Ortegas came, she was well on her way to gathering enough weapons to arm her gremlins for war against the other families. Now with the Ortegas constantly harassing her raiding efforts, Ophelia knows she has no chance of becoming the next gremlin overboss until she can get rid of them. Taking necessary risks, Ophelia regularly joins her raiding parties now. She no longer trusts the reports brought back by the survivors of guild attacks and wants to see how her kin are defeated so easily. She notes what she sees, careful to never make the same mistake twice. She has offered a substantial reward to the first raiding party able to bring back a live prisoner for questioning. So far, the reward remains unclaimed. Due to their cantankerous nature, gremlins are prone to squabbling about the slightest thing, whether it's a scrap of food or the placement of a cooking fire. A few gremlins take the squabbling to a higher level, arrogantly pushing their kin around to get what they want. 
Raphael Lacroix is one of these kinds of gremlins. Completely lacking in what few civilized manners the gremlins possess, Raphael clubs those he deems inferior into submission with his bravado. When that fails, he replaces harsh words with his rifle butt. Most gremlins avoid his eye and scatter at his approach rather than be the target of his animosity. He takes the best his family has to offer and leaves bruises and broken teeth in return. A few equally aggressive gremlins treat Raphael with the respect they reserve for their peers, a respect Raphael begrudgingly pays them as well. One of these days, he plans on showing them who the big pig is, but until then, playing their game seems the smartest tactic. Only Ophelia Lacroix seems capable of keeping Raphael's rampages in check. There is something about her focus, purpose, and ambition he is drawn to and approves of. He's certain of one thing, when she comes calling, there will be plenty of head-cracking for him if he follows her orders. It's an arrangement he's happy to agree to, at least for now. Rami Lacroix was enamored with the boomstick from the moment he saw one. Other gremlins had trouble remembering which way the noise came out of when they fired theirs, but Rami knew how to handle one, as if he were born to it, and he quickly mastered the temperamental gremlin firearm as a youngster. As he got older, Rami's talents with gunpowder and guns convinced them there had to be a better way to shoot things than the crude boomstick the gremlins were enamored with. He had watched too many of his kin shoot off various parts of their own anatomy to consider a fate like that for himself. After witnessing Nino Ortega and his beautiful repeating rifle, Rami knew what had to be done and set about creating his own gremlinized version of Nino's amazing weapon. His first few attempts to create his own repeating rifle met with varying degrees of failure, Although he lost a few toes, Rami's experiences convinced him that the gun simply wasn't big enough and he started over, looking to assemble the biggest, baddest rifle any gremlin had ever seen. After scrapping several new designs without any toes lost this time, Rami settled on one. The massive rifle had quite a kick, but with a counterweight, he was certain he had the rifle he wanted. The resulting weapon surprised even him when he felled a guild messenger he ambushed at better than a thousand paces. Rami and his extra-long rifle are kept busy these days by his family's leader, Ophelia. He would complain he's missing out on his naps, but the chance to do what he loves best, shooting things, is one he would never pass up. Gremlin youngins are a noisy, bratty bunch. They arrive into the world hungry and belligerent, looking to eat whatever is pushed in front of them and protect with the fury of a rabid badger. They mature rapidly, ensuring they are ready to survive the dangers of the bayou once abandoned by their parents. Packs of youngins come together in villages for mutual protection not only from the bayou's many predators, but also from their kin and their pigs. Aqua youngins are a little different, but they do have one advantage others do not. Where other kin treat their young as nuisances that get underfoot, the Laqua treat them as peers, expecting them to participate and pull their weight, as if they were fully grown gremlins mere weeks after birth. They learn how to fire a gun, clean a boomstick, hunt wild pigs in the tall grass, and how to slop the village pigs. This latter chore often ends up with the gremlin child feeding the pig itself along with the slop it carried. The sense of inclusion a young'un feels is due in part to Ophelia Lacroix's leadership of her kin. Having watched the Ortegas for some time, she saw how they treated their children and decided that if it was good enough for them, she would try it with her own kin. This has also led to many of the young following her around, trying to mimic her swagger and demeanor with comical results.
sporting a looted top hat festooned with stolen medals and buttons, Somerteeth Jones leads the first, and unfortunately probably not the last, gremlin crew against settlers and the guild along the bayou's borders. Having watched guild mining operations from afar, Jones came to understand something of the guild's hierarchy, namely that the guy with the biggest hat and the loudest voice is in charge. Jones shared this knowledge with his pack, declaring himself their leader after providing a few well-placed fists and kicks. The pack immediately set out to liberate what they needed to set up a settlement of their own. Over the next few months, raids on pioneer settlements and guild-run mining operations along the bayou's edge increased tenfold. During this time, Jones discovered the magic elixir the humans called Shine and set about learning how to brew it himself passing it around his crew to bolster their spirits when things looked grim. Jones's nickname came about when he took a rifle butt to the face during a raid against a guild stagecoach. After being knocked flat by the blow, he leapt to his feet, spit out a mess of broken teeth, and pointed to the bloody puddle. Summer here, he grunted, and then leapt onto the guardsman wielding the rifle and pulled out several of his teeth with his bare hands, grunting, Summer there. Jones's reign of gremlin terror has the guild posting rewards for his capture or killing, a dubious honor Jones bears with no small amount of pride. Good afternoon, morning, and evening, folks. Thanks for giving us a listen today. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review us. For updates and more, you can find us at soulstorypod.com. Do you want to stay in touch? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at soulstorypod. You can find us on Twitter as well. This man has a stiff attitude to match his stiff corpse. It's Dr. Felix at Musifo. He ain't no simp. He'll give you a taste of his right hook before throwing you in the hooskow. It's Jared at Spare Bear the Meek. He's eager for that beaver and has the moxie of a large mouse. Meet Albert Long at Hot Bam with three M's. She has a gun and we swear she's had an accent all along. It's Rosa, played by Logan at KOTL of the Light. And she's a choice bit of calico and knows her onions. It's our fate master, Alex, at Roll for Alex. God bless America. <laughs>